Uh, welcome to the Running, Intermittent Fasting, and Weight Loss Podcast. I am your host, Tadrice Parker, aka Coach, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online coaching programs for beginners and beyond. We are going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can get you into the best shape of your life. Intermittent fasting will help you turn back the hands of time, regenerate cells, have more energy with less food cravings. And the weight loss? Well, that will take care of itself as we inspire you to keep your nutrition real. So head over to our website and take us up on our seven-day Keeping It Real Health Challenge. With that, you will be added to our Facebook accountability group for free for seven days. Seven days can change your life. Now let's get into this week's show. Ah, welcome, welcome, welcome. You could be listening to anything in the world right now. You could be listening to sports radio, talking about the NFL coming season, right? You could be talking, you could be listening to your favorite hits on the radio, commercials, them talking about nonsense in between uh, songs. You can be listening to some personal development. But you decided to listen to this podcast, something about your health. And for that, I thank you. You could be listening to anything and you are investing in your time and listening to something that I'm producing. And I really, truly appreciate that. I am recording this podcast live at Starbucks. So excuse me if you hear any background noise. I'm so excited to bring you the week that was. We're going to talk about in this week's show how to run a faster 5K. I'm not just going to give you a list of things. It's going to be tied into the week that was. So I want you to listen to the pointers that we take away from the week that was within our own walking and running community. We also, at the end of the episode, we're going to review last week's podcast on mindfulness with Brad Stevens. Okay, That podcast was amazing. We got a lot of listens to that and a lot of good takeaways. So, we're also going to answer one question that did not get asked on the podcast when it came to mindfulness, and that was, how would you recommend a person practice mindfulness in their day-to-day? We got a lot of good points last week, some, some tips and tricks to get our minds from the negative and to focus on the now, but this question from Danielle, we're going to to answer that question in today's podcast, okay? But first, let's get into the week that was. How was your week? I'm serious, I wanna know. What were some things that went well for you last week? And has any of the tips from last week's podcast on mindfulness in particular enhanced your life at all? We would love to hear from you, your successes, so please feel free to connect with me to Dries. T-A-D-R-I-S Parker on Facebook and message me, okay? Or you can email me at coachtodrees at gmail.com and submit questions so that they can be featured on an upcoming podcast. So with us, okay, I personally ended up falling off my keeping it real. I was trying to go for 30 days, but I had my spiritual convention and we ate out a lot and I did 
do so well with keeping my nutrition real. I was intermittent fasting. I was breaking my fast with like nuts and, and hard-boiled eggs. And we just went out two, one or two many times that I just ended up falling off. And then I ordered something for lunch the next day. And I'm okay with it. Um, I guess my why wasn't big enough. If there was like a half marathon coming up and I was super laser sharp focused on it, I could have maybe survived it, but I'm okay. And I was practicing food freedom the rest of the week. I was intermittent fasting and um, just be, living free, you know. Uh, practicing food freedom worked for me. I actually got on the scale today and I was down. I typically weigh myself before a race and I'm not tied to the scale anymore. I don't weigh myself every day as I used to. I haven't even been doing it once a week. I try to put that scale away and only weigh myself on race days. That's where I have gotten to. There are some clients that it works for them to be weighed every week. And perhaps we'll talk about the scale in a future episode. But I was actually down after the race down to 170.6. I wish I weighed myself before the race. Today's race was a little, uh, it had a very early start, a 7.30 a.m. I'm not used to that. And I was a little bit off of my game when it came to my morning routine because of it. So that was what happened to me personally. Okay, but let's talk about the group. On Tuesday, let me, let me, let me fix that. Before I talk about the group, I have been doing some speed work on Tuesdays on my own. And so Tuesday, I did a speed training before I actually trained the group. And I'm personally working on a seven-minute mile, okay? Last week, I went to the college, the university, I should say, and did speed work four times 400s with a one-minute walk break to, uh, did that four times, and that equals my mile, okay? I took a one-minute walk break in between each quarter-mile rep, each quarter-mile sprint. I was trying to hold a 145 for that quarter mile with that one minute break in between. I finished that workout with a six minutes and 56 minutes, I mean 56 seconds for that mile, okay? Now this week, it's a less of a walk break. I only had 30 seconds. And let me tell you, I was sucking wind, man. That 30 seconds was going by so stinking fast it was ridiculous. And a couple of other challenges that I had was I did it at a park instead of the university track. What's the difference there? I had hills. I had to run up several hills around this half mile loop that was uh, getting me. I felt every single hill. I also got new orthotics that day. And on my right foot, the orthotics was digging in my arch. It hurts so bad. Even with those challenges, I did a seven minute and eight second mile with those 30 second wall breaks in between. So, man, I'll take it. I'll take it. It was very humid that day as well. So I like that. I went from 656 for the mile to 708. Let me tell you guys something. I just turned 45 years old not too long ago. I couldn't do uh, under seven minute mile when I was 30 years old, when I was 40 years old. 
some techniques that I have been using has really been working and training the group has been special for me. So with that, I was inspired to go to the group and Tuesdays or speed days for our group. And no matter what the schedule said, um, I had them work on this. Okay. So what I'm trying to tell you is, you know, obviously when I go to the group, we're working with a lot of beginners and there's some people on the next level. Okay. I do not put our beginners on any speed work. Our next level participants, they are working on their times now. They have a couple of 5Ks under their belt and they want to keep doing them and they want to improve. So let's say a person runs a 1030 mile. Okay. Well, for them to be able to touch the 10 minute mark. Okay. That's where they want to be. So for example, I am going for a seven minute mile. If I can, if I do eight minutes and 30 seconds per mile, I'm not going to all of a sudden jump to a seven minute mile. You want to be within range. You want to be within reason. So, you know, I'm doing 730s sometimes. So therefore I can push myself to do a seven minute mile in the future. It's going to take me six weeks to, to build upon this, to be able to run straight that seven minute mile. Okay. So with our next level participants, we had them do, uh, say they can do a 1030 mile, then we had them work on accomplishing a 10 minute mile. So they would want to do a quarter mile at a two minute and 30 second pace. Four times, you know, I had them do the one minute wall break and everything like that. And I tell you what, one of our members actually turned out a eight minute mile, eight minutes and like three seconds. She was over the moon with, with how that workout played out. Okay. She's down over 50 pounds since a year ago. And she even got a compliment from her sister that was there. Uh, she said that she looked like she did when she was a little girl playing soccer. This person was fast, you know, as a soccer player when she was younger, you know, if you ever watched the, the flash TV show, uh, you would know that when a person enters the speed force, they have the ability to change things in the past. Right. And so I kind of feel like this program is kind of reversing the timeline for a lot of people. I just mentioned I just turned 45 and I couldn't run a seven minute mile when I was 30 or 40 years old, to be honest with you. So this person was heading towards being a a diabetic, you know, 50 pounds, you know, at at her her uh, height. That is a person that is heading towards being able to having to take medication like diabetic medicine and things like that okay but with her food choices now and she's her food choices she's been keeping it real about 80 to 90 percent avoiding all those processed foods and things like that having races on the calendar she's a uh, one of the poster childs for our intermittent fasting community and then running and doing these speed drills turning into eight minute mile jamie you are a rock star and we will talk about how that Tuesday's running actually affected her 5K that we actually did this morning. I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing. You're killing it right now and setting a great example for so many members in our community online and local. Let's go to Wednesday. Another person that is just absolutely crushing it, setting a great example. And we talk about her all the time. Her name is Chris Ballard. We set up a 80 mile challenge on Nike Run Club. It was called Keep Calm and and, and uh, July Challenge. Okay, 
something easy, something basic, you know. And it was the goal of reaching 80 miles for the month. That is another way that you can become faster is by increasing your mileage per week, which will lead you to increasing your mileage for the month and so forth. And therefore, you are going to get the results, right? So Chris was the first person to hit her 80 miles. It's not necessarily a race to 80 miles. Just get to your 80 miles. Now she says she's going for 100. You know what I'm saying? And I'm proud of her for, for actually being the first one to hit her 80 miles. She did it on a day when she went to the water park with her family, guys. And when she went to the water park, walking up steps all day long in the heat, she came home and did 2.5 miles to put her at her 80 might even been over 80 miles it's crazy what's going on right now guys you want to join the action do what you gotta do go join us on facebook keep calm and run to the best you page on facebook like the page message us we can get you into our next challenge we're gonna go we're gonna bump this challenge up to 100 okay jay uh chris showed us that if she can hit a 80 with a week to go we could do 100 right 25 miles a week and walking actually is included in this guys you can walk and you know come home and do a two and a half three mile walk it will count towards your overall anaerobic ability it doesn't have to be running a hundred miles again everybody's on different levels so if you are comfortable running 25 miles a week so be it go do it you're going to be faster for it but for our beginners and even our next level participants walking counts it does so Let's join the action, guys. We invite you to join us. Okay. Next was Thursday. We had about 11 members out there training. And what I loved about it, it was all kinds of families, husbands and wives, sisters together, fiancés. I mean, just like we had such a nice, there was a little little dog out there, Mufi. If you actually look at our cover of our um running intermittent fasting and weight loss podcast on spotify here uh you you'll see there's a little dog sniffing my ear or something like that it's crazy how this dog is like showing up in all these pictures man but uh allison brought the dog and uh he's even giving some burn here on this podcast so we had about 11 members out there we announced the end of july's keeping it real challenge winner okay that went to jamie burke the one that I talked about that is looking like she's a uh, 12-year-old girl again, okay? She is a three-time winner of these challenges. She won a gift card to Starbucks, and I owed her from winning the previous week's challenge, okay? And um, I owed her a card that I, you know, I went away and things like that, so I didn't get a chance to give her the card. So she was holding two Starbucks cards in her hand. She's going to use it for her nice cold brew black coffees because that's what she likes to do when she's intermittent fasting she does not break her fast by adding coffee okay so she goes to get her nice little cold brew get her day started she's a she owns a cleaning company and she needs the energy and she has getting has been doing fantastic she was actually bummed because she did not lose weight that week in fact she was even up and she's one of these individuals that said i can't weigh myself all the time and and for that we agree with her Okay, you do not have to weigh yourself all the time. For some people, it works again. Again, I'm here to coach you however you need to be coached, okay? But when she turned in an 803 mile, she was ecstatic. 
okay so guys the scale doesn't define who you are it doesn't define your results look look at those great results that she got and when we have our keeping it real challenges it's it's more of a raffle it's not who lost the most weight that week so Jamie never misses a workout. She was running in the downpour one week. Then uh, over the weekend, she uh, you know, was running in almost 100-degree weather. Same with Chris, same, same as Katie, some of our other members as well. Uh, obviously, they was keeping it uh, real light, even though the weather was very hot and humid in New Jersey. They were doing it at a safe time before the sun came up and got too hot and things like that. And people who get raffle tickets, not only by the weight that they lost, but how active were they that week? They were able to get some tickets for showing up to our trainings. And if you are an online participant, you can get tickets by, you know, posting on social media that you did your run and tag us in the photo and stuff like that. So, guys, look out for it. You can, you can take us up on our, our, our seven-day challenge, okay? There's, there's two that we will do per month that will have a prize attached to it. But if you're out there and you want to just take us up on a challenge, you'll be entered into our accountability group for free for those seven days and get the support that you need from our whole online community, guys. Man, I'm excited. I am so excited about this. Thursday, we're going to stay on Thursday. We had two members that had committed to running their first 5K with us. One was Tina, who had ran in the past, but that was six years ago. The other was Desiree. She was running her very first ever 5K. Our 12-week program is designed to help a person run nonstop at the end of the 12 weeks. However, we have been incorporating our run-walk-run strategy, and members have been ready sooner. It was week eight for these two, and I could have not been more proud of them just for signing up and saying that I am going to do this now. And it's been inspiring. And it's not just me. It's it's the other members in the group that they are have been inspired by. I'm telling you. You know, Katie Ayers, she was like one of the first ones to do it in seven weeks, giving me the, the confidence to say, boom, anybody can do this, man. And so that, that's what's happening right now. That's what's happening right now. Let me let me fix something real fast. Okay, I'm right back. All right, so listen, our next sign-up for our program is August 8th, and we're going to have a 12-week program that we are going to get people ready for a 5K that is going to happen in November. We're going to teach people how to do this run-walk-run system, and that way they can run injury-free, and this is for everyone. Online participants are welcome. You don't have to be locally to get into this. Head over to Run to the Best You and register today. You can actually pause this podcast and do it now. Let's take us to Saturday. Boom, Saturday, man. I met with two amazing individuals, 5.15 a.m. for a 6.5-mile run as they train for their first half marathon. Katie Errors, who also brought her husband that was on a bike and... Here is that name again, Chris Ballard. She had already hit her 80 miles, but she did the weekend calls for a 6.5 mile run. She, she's on it. She was on it. Oh my goodness. And they both did incredible. Later that day, I found the picture of Chris Ballard from two years ago on Facebook and I shared it and said that Chris would have never believed that she could do 6.5 miles in pursuit of her first half marathon. And she commented, I would have told you, you were crazy. She, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like 
you got to plant seeds of belief into a person's mind and then they have to like believe you they have to trust you and so i thank her for trusting me that that the program and now look where she is today i'm going to give you guys a word of caution ladies out there once ladies once again make sure that you are with a partner when you go on these long distance runs or make sure you're in a well-lit popular area okay uh, there was this one drunk dude uh, in a suit that proceeded to run and say, hey, ladies, um, I challenge you to a quarter mile race and I'm in a suit. I am glad that Katie's uh, husband was there as well. Me, me and Katie, I'm glad that we both were there with them. We got rid of that clown. OK, um, so ladies, be smart when training. Even if you find a quiet spot on the boardwalk, we live in, in, in New Jersey. Atlantic City, you know, uh, there's casinos down there. There's people that get drunk and they're out all night. And um, but on the other end of the boardwalk is the town Ventnor and Margate. And that portion of the boardwalk may only be two and a half miles. But if you go on that side where it's nice and quiet, nice, beautiful homes out there, there is no riff raft over there and you need to get your 10 mile running and you just run two and a half miles one way two and a half miles back if you gotta do it four times because it's better than running through the city that you know that has some shady people let's just call it what it is i just want everyone to be safe you know one of our um members is in minnesota and her timeline is a little bit different than ours so sometimes we one time we were able to do like a virtual run together where we did a facetime and we got started with some great motivation and such and and then she went and did her run we did our run and then at the end we we concluded with some great motivation but we uh we can't do it at the same time early morning because it's dark in minnesota where she lives so I just and and she she want make sure she's safe. That's that's a smart person right there. All right. So now, with that in the way, out of the way, we're gonna bring you to Sunday. So I'm recording this podcast on Sunday, uh, July 28th. This morning we did the Al Mackler Cancer 5K on the Atlantic City Boardwalk, and oh by the way, the race headed towards the troublesome side of the boardwalk. Instead of the quiet side, <laughs> we saw someone get arrested. Dude, are you serious right now? Like, yo, usually when we start a race at the Tropicana, they run in the direction I was talking about towards Vintner where it's quiet. They chose to run towards the ocean uh, casino where there's all kinds of riffraff in between the Tropicana. So uh, we saw somebody get arrested. How crazy is that? But let me go over some highlights Listen, the week that was is packed. It is packed. So before we take a break, I'm going to go into these highlights right now. Jamie showed up and killed her race, placing second in her age group from 30 to 39. And this was um, the second race in a row that she placed second in her age group. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? She was flowing and she got a personal record. Those Tuesdays workouts, Jamie is that one that won the challenges, right? He's been out there running, running on the days when it was pouring down raining, running on the days that's hot, doing the speed work, turned into 803. And what did that do? It made her faster for the 5K. Where is, oh my goodness, ah, I'm so souped right now, man. Yeah, 
I didn't even have no cold brew. I'm at Starbucks, but I'm still nursing a cold brew that I had from this morning. Yeah, I don't know if y'all feel my energy, but I'm hyped. I'm souped. I'm jacked, right? So, listen. Next, uh, Tina, she generally has been suffering from shin splints, but not today. Why? We set her up with a run, walk, run strategy that was perfect for her my goodness and she felt so good after the race with no pain happy with the race results for herself as well dude run walk run strategy is transforming our lives right here right now she did her first 5k after six years okay six years hasn't done a 5k been having some shin issues but this girl was committed, signed up, no excuses. We set her up with a run, walk, run strategy on Thursday. We even changed it up a little bit this morning. And then to, to hear that she's pain-free today and happy, man, let's go. Then we got Lisa. She showed up for yet another event, killing it for the seniors out there. And so you guys think that you can't do something due to age? Lisa Gallagher is a perfect beautiful example to show you that you can pick up running in the later ages of your life and feel absolutely phenomenal doing it desiree first time runner killed it with her smile on her face she too used the run walk run strategy and what was special is that her husband ran the race and he's super fast he came 17th overall right funny thing about my man brian is that he just took up running. It's only his second race, man. Okay? He, he was built to run. What a blessing it is to have his wife take up running by being trained with our program. And that's what this is all about. Bringing families together. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Katie, her husband always wanted her to run too. And, um, but you know how it is. It, it, it's hard to train your mate because sometimes we, we don't want to listen to each other you know what i'm saying but as this training program is helping desiree has is, is helping katie and, and individuals like that you know they are able to share in this experience of running this 5k together you know what i'm saying and then they are actually right now matt um he he ruptured his patella tendon as i had in the past and so when katie's out there running matt's out there biking doing something together healthy i love it i love it i love it now that brings you to myself well i fell into the same that i usually do <laughs> still working on breaking that sub 25 minute 5k listen i coach individuals that are training for their first event i never said that i was the fastest in the world i never said that i place all the time in my age group okay i am still working on things i'm keeping it real with you guys okay the timing company didn't post online the results yet, so I think I came in like 25, 11, but let's talk about Tuesday's work that I've been working on this one mile, right? Usually on race day, I'm so hyped with the, the, the members that I have there at their event. Um, I see friends now that we've developed in the running community there, and we're, we're talking about you know each other, how we're going to do and so forth. And so sometimes, even though I average around eight minutes per mile, eight ten or so, um, my first mile can be very like faster than normal, like 740-ish to 759 for that first mile, 
okay? And then in mile two, I kind of get to like 8.10, and then sometimes I'm either slightly faster in mile three or worse in mile three. I'm always working on a negative split, and it's, I'm still a work in progress. Well, today, mile one, with working on my, my threshold of being faster, the adrenaline, I did a 7.20 for mile one, Okay? That's crazy. I'm not used to seeing that. I, I may have touched it in the past, but I'm very happy. I'll take it, okay? Mile two was 809. I kind of fell back to my, uh, my average. And then mile three was worse than mile two, was eight minutes and 40 seconds for overall average of 809 per mile, okay? But you know what? I'll take it. I know I'm going to improve miles two and mile three. I have unshakable faith that it's going to happen. It's coming. The pieces of the puzzle are in place and it's about to happen. You watch. So my next race will be August 10th on the beach of Wildwood, New Jersey. Beautiful race. Why don't you guys come join me? I don't care where you are. Come to Wildwood, New Jersey. Spend the weekend. Let's, let's meet the crew. Uh, message me and let's make this happen, guys. So that's was a heavy week in review, but I hope you were able to take away some things from it on how to run a faster 5K. Number one, practice speed work once a week. Number two, on your one mile times, as you work on your one mile times, I should say, I apologize. As you do, you're going to become faster at the 5Ks. You want to become faster at the 10K? Okay, get faster at the 5Ks. You want to get faster at the half marathons, then get faster at the 10Ks. And those, those speed workouts take place on Tuesdays for us or whatever day that you structure for yourself. You see how it works? Get faster at your one miles, you'll be faster at the 5Ks. Get faster at the 5Ks, you'll be faster for the 10Ks and so forth. All right? Number three, create a challenge of yourself amongst your friends. Join our group, you know, challenges and such. And to hit certain mile markers, you, you're just now starting out, maybe set a challenge to do 50 miles in a month. You, you got more experience, go for that 100 miles in that month, okay? And believe it or not, walking counts towards your overall goals for the month, okay? You want to know why? I may, if you didn't pick up on it, email me that question to coachdrees at gmail.com and I'll give you more tips on, in the future on on how walking will work for you and so forth. And now I'm gonna give a special shout out to Brian and Jen and that came out and supported Jamie. And who else came out to support Jamie at this race? Her daughters and her nephews. I wanna give a shout out to Bob for supporting his wife, Tina. I wanna give a shout out to Fran and Lenore for showing up for their daughter's, her, their daughter Desiree. Listen, Desiree, okay, when we say daughter, okay, your daughter can be 30 years old. Your daughter can be 40 years old and you're still around to enjoy. Like, Fran and Lenore coming out seeing their daughter cross the finish line? How special was that? Like, no matter how old she is, okay, she's still competing. She's still doing something. And and for her parents to be there, that meant the world to her. I know it did, okay? So when our families are able to come and do that, guys, you need to be applauded for that, of being that support. I thank you so much. And speaking of shout outs, um, if you are enjoying this content and would like to support 
our work by means of a donation, head over to patreon.com slash coach like our man Ed Brown, who's down four pounds again this week, by the way. Congratulations to you. Okay. You'll be mentioned in our show. We love to, to, to thank our, our Patreons um, out loud in front of everybody. All right. So thank you, Ed, for being a supporter. And you guys can do the same by heading over to patreon.com slash coach Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the mindfulness review of last week's podcast with Brandon Stevens. And we will also answer a question that didn't get put into last week's podcast. Okay. Welcome back. So as we wrapped up that last segment and we were talking about families being there to support one another, you know, that's very, very important. And I was reminded just now on the break that Lenore actually purchased the Run to the Best You program as a gift for Desiree. The gift of health. That was, that was a beautiful thing. And so I just want to put that out there to any listeners out there. Who do you know that's a mother that wants to lose weight and be able to play with their kids again? Like Jamie, who's down 50 pounds in the last year. Who do you know that is a, is a senior citizen like Lisa and may want to take this up, join our walking community or get into jogging themselves so that they have uh, other people to associate with and not just be stuck in some uh, retirement home, okay? Who do you know that maybe a daughter that is looking to lose weight and they may have tried everything in the world? But following our simple intermittent fasting process, keeping our nutrition real, you know, anyone can say, anyone can buy weight loss products, but how sustainable is that? But if we can encourage them to eat real foods and give them the support that they need, it's been showing time after time that it's been helpful. So let's go into our mindfulness review. And that was what our podcast was about last week. We had our first special guest, Brandon Stevens from Vintner Wellness. And um, it was a special podcast. Many people uh, gave feedback and got so much from it. Um, He was discussing mindfulness and bringing our attention to the now. How he was talking about how our minds always is thinking about the future or the past and never really fully focusing on the, the present in which we are in. And that becomes a problem because most times those thoughts are negatives as well, right? Wouldn't you agree, right? Worry, stress, maybe guilt from something that happened in the past. Well, Tuesday, Jen had acknowledged that the podcast really helped her. Uh, by the way, she's down another four pounds this week as well. She was there supporting her sister Jamie at the race. Shout out to you, Jen. Great job. Um, She had said that some negative thoughts had entered into her mind and she immediately thought about the lazy river. Brandon talked about the lazy river when it comes to our thoughts. If you go to a water park, all water parks have a lazy river and you're standing there and you're deciding which tube to get on. You have the yellow tube, the pink tube. You have... Uh, the double floaty, right? You and your partner get on the tube. 
and you might let the double tube flow right by you. You might decide, I don't like the blue tube. That pink one is for me. I love the pink tube. Let me get on that. And he was talking about how sometimes negative thoughts get into your mind, but you don't have to stay on that tube. You don't have to allow that negative thought to take you through uh, the day. You know, you can actually get on that pink tube and decide, this don't have enough air in it for me. I thought I liked it, but let me get on the blue tube now. <laughs> okay. So that's how our thoughts can be. I loved how he said that, you know, how that negative energy, that negative thought may have entered into your mind and you said to yourself, I'm not going to stay on this one. I'm going to go jump on that one. That's where I want to be. And I had said in the podcast that sometimes I need to change my energy. Okay. You may be sitting down and you may be depressed or feeling some kind of mood. Tony Robbins had mentioned this. Get up and change your focus. Get up and change your mood. For me, sometimes I might get up and go do, uh, you know, 50 push-ups in a corner somewhere. That changes my energy, okay? So the Lazy River was able to help Jen out. I'm, I'm so happy about that, and I'm sure it's been helping a lot of people. Go back, listen to that podcast. Go back and listen to all our podcasts, especially the, um, the beginning, okay? So we have the beginning and how our journey started in the first place, so... Thank you, Brandon, for appearing on our podcast. I'm super excited to have had you, and we look forward to more guests on our podcast. We're going to interview some of our members and have them share with you their results of their intermittent fasting and how it's been going, you know, so that you see how things can work for you as well. Well, that takes us to the question for the week, and that is Danielle from Minnesota asked, how would he recommend a person practice mindfulness in their day-to-day life okay brandon answered by saying this a technique that i tell people to try is brushing their teeth with the opposite hand bringing mindfulness to mundane tasks helps us to practice being present in the moment if you normally put your shoes on left foot first try right foot first if you normally turn left in the shower to rinse your hair turn right it's silly but it works you know that that's crazy right there's a lot of things you know we might do our work assignments you know we're so used to doing our work assignments that we don't even think about how we're performing our work assignment for the day. And so therefore our brains are thinking about what I'm gonna do after work. Oh man, this bill is due. Oh my goodness, I can't believe she said this last night and how I'm gonna respond to her when I get home. Boy, I'm gonna tell you, I'll tell you what, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I got to run tonight and and I'm usually not good with speed work. I tell you what, (laughs) you know? So our brain starts thinking, but like what if we brought our our attention our mindfulness and our attention to what we're doing at that particular time and maybe at your job as he mentioned with just stupid stuff like putting your shoes on or maybe now you're driving an hour to work you and you usually chill cock to the side lean into the side with your right hand on the steering wheel and now now maybe you're like you know what i'm gonna bring my mindfulness to how i'm driving i'm gonna put my left hand on the steering wheel for once you know what i mean I'm going to make sure that I'm not texting and driving, you know. That's another thing. When you're texting and driving, you're not focused on the now. You ain't focused on what's happening on the road. 
you're thinking, let me text this person while they're on my mind, and that way I don't have to do it later, whatever your mindset is, okay? So, you know, let's bring our attention to the now, focus on those things, and as he said, it may sound silly, but that's a technique that he's been telling people, and it's been working. So thank you, Brandon, for another great point. And that's going to wrap our show up. We got, I have some announcement. Let's do the look ahead, okay? We talked about the week that was, but now we're going to talk about the look ahead. And I have an announcement. I cannot wait to go live on Facebook with Amanda Learparty. Amanda is a cosmetologist who started her own unique business and built a nice team for herself, showing women how to take care of themselves through not only makeup tips, but with confidence and having an opportunity to work from home with their children. We both use Facebook Live to get our message out, and we will be joining forces to put on a live event 6.45 p.m. on Monday, today, July 29th, so that is tonight, okay? I record the podcast on Saturday or Sunday. So in this podcast in particular, I said I ran a 5K this morning. That's because I'm recording this podcast on Sunday. But as I'm going over this announcement, the podcast gets dropped on Monday morning. So tonight, guys, and if you miss it because you listen to this podcast on Wednesday, get back there. Go on Facebook Live. Friend me, Tadrice Parker, T-A-D-R-I-S, or Amanda her last name is L-E-O-P-A-R-D-I. That way you can go back and watch this live. And it's going to be entitled Health, Confidence, and Beauty. And we're going to do that live. As our two worlds collide for one common goal, and that is to inspire others to take care of the one thing that they can't afford to lose, and that's their human body. We only get one of these, and we must take care of it. True beauty comes from within inside. Feed your body good nutrition for a more positive mindset and energy levels. Take that energy and do some activities like walking, running, biking, or swimming. That will put you in an even more positive mood. And after you're done, if you did it in the morning, take a shower and get ready for the day. Take a moment to look your best by using Amanda's tips on setting a good foundation for your face and your mood before you walk out the door and boom, bang, pow, confidence all day long, baby, baby. And of course, these things may be easier said than done, so you have to tune in to see how our tips can work for you personally. So that's our time for today. Thanks for listening to the Running Intermittent Fasting and Weight Loss Podcast. I've been your host, Tadrice Parker. And if you would like to be a supporter of this content, head over to patreon.com slash coach Tadrice. I look forward to seeing you at the next starting line. Man, and just to put it out there, I hope to have Amanda for those of you that maybe don't do Facebook at all. Maybe I can get her to do a podcast with me on a future episode. Again, that's been my time. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Head over to runtothebestyou.com to sign up for our next 12-week program. I don't care. You can be an online participant or a local. You will get the same motivation. Have a good week, everybody. Make it spectacular. Love you guys. Peace.